and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week, and uh, what a week it has been. Boy, I, I got some great choices for you, but you you go ahead. You know, pick pick the direction that we uh, uh, we want to go in. Whether it's uh, critiquing Joe Biden's attempt to make a speech on January 6th, which, by the way, failed badly. Oh, it was miserable. He was the stumbling, bumbling fool up there. Oh, but you know what? I'll tell you, I did not watch it. I was listening to it. I saw clips. Listening to it. And uh, the great thing, or maybe not the great thing about Joe Biden, is he only has two settings on his volume. It's it's really low. You know, sometimes he leans in. (laughs) Or, right, it, it's 11, okay, which, by the way, they did run Spinal Tap on, on uh, Turner Classic movies last night. I forgot how fucking great. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. movie. It, it was so far it's ahead of its time. Yeah. It's an amazing – okay. It, it's, it's, it's an amazing film, and it's like there's shit about it you forgot that's, like, so good. Right, right. They all... Anyway, so, so Biden either is Whispering Joe or he's 11, and he yeah. was mostly 11 on this day and you know what deservedly so well he calls deservedly out he so. calls out donald trump for spreading the lie and you know. right but the, the thing, the thing, thing is, i love he, yeah go ahead he never said trump's name he actually no. if he never no, actually no. said his name which of course is a double piss him off thing i just i love that that he uh he crafted it that way or the speech writers crafted it that way one of the things that I like about our audience and the people that have followed us for, for a number of years is there's so much great journalism and coverage of of the commemoration of the January 6, 2021 attacks on the Capitol. We don't have to tell you guys where to go to get it. You know where the good stuff is. You know who's doing it, and and you go. But I, I'm, I we usually start with some appetizers and work up. This is the one thing on January the 6th that I want you to remember above anything else, if you don't remember anything else from what we talk about today. I was reading an article, I think it was on Slate. There's this guy named Robert Pape, and he is a professor at the University of Chicago. You know this guy? We had him on once. Okay. We did have him on once. One time. He's a a tenured professor at the University of Chicago. He's taught several places. He's written a lot of stuff. His research into the idea that um, radicalized terrorists uh, associated with radical Islam were just these dirt poor people in caves – the idea that those people that's not true and that they were very privileged people from well-to-do backgrounds. He's one of the guys that's very important in helping lift lift that up with actual research showing that it was very from very wealthy families, well-to-do families. Those were the guys that were involved in a lot of the the radical Islam terrorism. So he has uh, done this study, Robert Pape uh, at the university of Chicago. And it, he studied more than 700 people that were arrested following the insurrection on January the 6th. Got it? More than 700 human beings. And obviously, the majority of them were white. Obviously, the majority of them were male. Obviously, the majority of them were between 18 and 50. The thread that he found, the most, the strongest thread was this. Listen to this. He found that most of the people who were involved and got arrested, they lived in counties that significantly lost white population between 2010 and 2020. That was the strongest thread among all of those people. 
And I want you to remember that among everything else, because people are going to tell you, ah, these people are just race peddlers over here and the 1619 Project and critical race theory and all this stuff. Race plays a part in all of this. When you have a Capitol Police officer who's on the ground getting kicked and spat upon being called nigger, you can't tell me that there's not a racial component to this. When you have Confederate flags going to the Capitol, you can't tell me there's not a, a racial component to this. A lot of this and what we saw in January the 6th, in addition to the big lie, was white people getting nervous that they're not going to be, quote unquote, in charge anymore. That's what it is. It was called economic anxiety 10 or 12 years ago, which we thought we knew was bullshit. This is just white people getting nervous about shit, not liking it and becoming very violent about it. That's what happened on January the 6th of 2021. So that is the morsel that I want you to take away from this podcast if you take nothing else away. Of course, we well, know that you're going to retain everything that we say over the next few minutes. Well, with, with that all being true, that kind of has been true for a long time in this country. And we know that Trump ascended to the presidency um, by not allowing dogs to bark when he's making speeches. No, to... <laughs> no, by, by picking at that and, and, and poking at it right. and uh, speaking directly to those, to those people. And so if you add what Pape learned in his research, plus finding a demagogue willing to go there yeah. over and over and over again and make that the basis of his very being, and convince you that even as a guy supposedly really, really rich, the last thing that would ever threaten Donald Trump would be the diversification racially of this country. First of all, he was from New York, which is already a very, very diverse place. It didn't seem to inhibit his uh, success. So, so he is the worst of the worst, and they marched on his orders. Pape is brilliant. I direct you, if you really want to hear something kind of interesting, another podcast, the, the Daily, the New York Times Daily, yeah. they got a hold of one of the three transcripts of the interviews, and there's only three of the hundreds of people that have been uh, apprehended and, uh, and, and charged that the FBI has let out there. And they got a hold of one of the scripts, and they performed it. They hired some voice actors as the FBI agent and the guy who was sitting there getting grilled. And there's a third person, uh, another agent there, of course, because it's just like on law and order. It has to be two people going. <laughs> it's never one-on-one. -on -one. There's always a second person in there. Right? And uh, this guy makes the case. He's in his, he's in his fifties. He's a FedEx driver, no longer, of course, a FedEx driver from suburban Washington, DC, registered Democrat, claims that he was just going down there to see yeah. what was going on yeah. and really had no – he got swept up in the the lies of the day and right. he, he was really concerned about the election. You know, all those things that you heard. But to hear in a guy's own words say that – and, of course, after he was uh, done with this interview and – Hours before the judge was going to sentence him, some new evidence popped up that 
kind of put a lie to a lot of what he was saying about his uh, relative innocence. Oh, geez. Being oh, a geez. guy who really you know, wasn't bent on violence. It's very good. I highly recommend it. I mean, it's, it's 35, 40 minutes, which, you know, in our world is forever. Takes a long time. <laughs> but if you listen to podcasts like I do, which is you're, I'm always doing something else. Yes. You know, I never, I mean, I don't, does anybody just sit in a chair and listen? I guess some people do. Rarely. People, but I'm, I'm getting but ready I'm to go doing. to sleep. I'm driving. I'm doing something usually. Yeah. And that's what makes it so great. I think that's a, that's a really good point. And uh, a couple of other ones, now that I'm thinking about it, there was a former high point police officer that was charged and you probably saw this last year. What you may not have seen is that she and her brother decided that they were going to destroy some of the evidence from January the 6th, including burning their clothes and some other stuff in a, in a, allegedly now, but if this is part of the indictment last August, they went back and they charged her with trying to destroy some evidence, uh, including trying to burn her clothes that she wore on January the 6th of 2021. So that I, I thought that was very interesting. The other thing that I would say about your your FedEx guy who may or may not have been swept up in the moment, because I, I truly believe oh, that there, he's my FedEx guy now. Huh? <laughs> That's my boy. Well, <laughs> th there were a number of people that went to the rally. They kind of marched up to the steps. And then when they saw what they went, fuck it, I'm out. We're not hearing a lot of those voices, but there were some of those people. There were some of those people who went, I, I don't think I was I signed up for this. I'm going to catch an Uber and maybe try to get a movie. There, what, there were a couple of people who did that. Right. What, what happened with this guy who, for the first half of the interview with the FBI, is saying, you know, I just was kind of look, going to the Capitol, looking around, well, then I got swept up in it, and then yeah. I got out of there, and I went home, and yeah. then I turned on the TV, and I was shocked, just shocked at, at what I was seeing. But there's a problem. Some yeah. other video surfaced of him really putting it to one of the police officers you see okay. but brad we call that an alternative set of facts that's an alternative yeah. set of facts that was presented right. um right. I, I would say this about people like this guy who were claiming and some other folks who were claiming to have been swept along one of my favorite podcasts of 2021 was called the rise and fall of mars hill and it was about one of these mega churches up in seattle thousands of members and they had people who were led by this pastor named Mark Driscoll. If you, you should Google it because it's really fascinating. And you have people who were driven by Christianity, and they helped a lot of people and did a lot of stuff. But there were also a lot of bad things that happened, and there was uh, a misuse of funds. And they paid to get this guy on the New York Times bestseller list, and he abused people verbally and was just awful to people. And one of the guys in the podcast who was part of this whole thing goes, I want you to think about this. If you think that you or your family – are way too smart to ever get involved in any sort of cult-like behavior and be dragged along by this, then you are not getting the point of what we're talking about. If you think that you are too bright and your family is not susceptible to be used by some vehicle, whether it be religion, whether it be politics, whether it be some civic-mindedness or whatever, then you're full of shit. Everybody should know that at some point they might be, or a family member might be susceptible to this shit, and you should always be wary about it. Because there are some people that were there who never thought they would get, and there are some people, I, I truly believe, who look at what, what they're seeing on the screen, and they see some of the stuff, and they're like, holy shit, what, what did I do? I believe some of that happened. Now, I know that there were a lot of people who went there fully intending to do exactly what happened. They wanted to go in and break windows, get in the Capitol, and terrorize people. The Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, those people were on scene. Again, those videos are out there, and they show those people being organized with radios and with riot gear on and 
vests and all of that stuff. But then I, I do I do think there were some people who did get swept up. Right. People like this guy will make the case that he was not a part of any organized group at all. And he did get swept up in it. And it's it's not by the way, his uh, ultimate sentence uh, was three months. By the way, I have the numbers on what kind of prosecution um, figures are, are out there from from what we have so far. And uh, the, the tone, of course, is to uh, let you know that Merrick Garland is a puss who's doing nothing, which, by the way, I do not believe that for a second. OK, I believe till proven wrong that we are seeing a classic mafia style roll up here. And the Don, who is, of course, the ultimate target, is being made to sweat a little bit more each day right now the uh number of people charged 705 hmm, don't know how many more cases are ahead uh 174 guilty pleas only two of those guilty pleas were made without some kind of deal being made i guess those are people that want to go to trial 74 sentences have been meted out the longest sentence somebody got was 63 months the lightest sentence was two months probation the total amount of money, I don't want to play high-low with you here, Britt, it's embarrassing. The amount of money that rioters owe the government so far, a grand total of $160,500. Hmm. 700 people uh, owing that much money? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one defendant is barred from profiting off of January 6th. Apparently, this guy tried to uh, sell off and write a book about his experiences, oh, and they told on. him, nope, not going to happen. Um, three people have challenged their sentences, including the guy with the horns, Chansley, that guy. One of the great lies that gets told over and over again is there were no weapons, right? No, no weapons there. <laughs> That's funny. However, of the 700 and some people that have been uh, arrested and charged, 98 of them are charged with using or carrying weapons. And by the way, you've watched enough TV. It was probably planted on most of them by the cops, right? (laughs) You almost have to think of a weapon that wasn't used on January the 6th of 2021. Chainsaws. I don't believe there were any chainsaws. I mean, that's that's about it. You know, they they were beating the one guy with a fucking American flag. Irony is dead. Honestly, I mean, it's... 164 people charged with assaulting cops. Yeah. 54 charged with conspiracy. People charged so far with sedition or insurrection, zero. Oh, people. And I see, I think he's saving that. I think that's being saved. Well, for the people who really planned this, I don't think that you need to uh, charge these. These are the street level drug dealers who who, who sell bags of uh, $10 bags of, of, of marijuana. Uh, back in my day, we called them dime bags. Dime bags, is that what they were? Are they still dime? Yeah. It's a dime yeah. bag. Well, because of inflation, they're now dollar bags. But it's Joe Biden has really driven those up. Um, They've still never caught anybody who uh, would be charged with putting the pipe bombs in front of both the RNC and the DNC headquarters. So that person is still out there. People accused of channeling their anger towards Nancy Pelosi, at least 16. So this is, you know, social media taunts. Mm-hmm. And people, 378 felony charges, 327 misdemeanors. Uh, there are 22 judges hearing this stuff. So it's, and of course, they're not even close to being done here. 
Well, but, I want to. I, I do want to address this because a lot of this criticism of Merrick Garland is coming from the left. It's coming from Democrats. He's not making a fucking TikTok video. Okay, this is not going to be over in thirty seconds. It takes a long time to build this case, and he's uh, he made that point. He was trying to tell people, folks. I know you're not seeing anything right now. I know Tom Brady hasn't gone in the end zone, but we're driving down the field. So I, I, I hope people can relax a little bit, know that he's on the case and he's building this stuff. I know it's very well, it's, frustrating for a lot of it's, folks. It, it's hard for, for a couple of obvious reasons here, which is, and of course this always ends hopefully with nothing happens until something really happens and then it happens really, really fast. That's what certainly happened with Watergate. They were a lot faster with getting the uh, judicial proceedings along in Watergate than they are here. But again, that was a different that was a different story. It was more concentrated. It wasn't about hundreds and hundreds of people. No. And uh, so it, it is a, it's not quite analogous. Um, but um, because you got to get people to rat other people out, it takes a long time, but there isn't a lot of time to be had because of the uh, E-word elections. And uh, we know that this committee, you know, goes poof, like LeBron James throwing up the, the chalk at the beginning of a game. If the Republicans gain control of the House of Representatives, and then that will turn into the committee to impeach Joe Biden for uh, all kinds of uh, egregious violations. Of well, you got to impeach him at least twice because Trump got impeached twice. Right. So you got to at least do, he's got to be at least two, right? Right, right. Just right. to even so, the scales. So you know, we, we'd all like to see it happen really, really fast. But here's the problem. And it's the C word, constitution. We do have, unfortunately, a, a, a constitution that affords rights even to the most horrible among us, including those who would plot to overthrow the very government yeah. whose very precepts are built on the Constitution that they pretend to love, but are using every little nook and cranny of it to delay, deny, and get away with a plot to overthrow the United States government. So at one level, we're our own worst enemy. On the other level, we're not china or russia or iran where if somebody in charge thinks you did something wrong they come to your house they walk you down to the stadium and you get a bullet in the back of your head by four right. in the afternoon we right. don't do it that way no. we, we we just don't do it that way and um that it, it, it's frustrating but uh i'm gonna defer to, uh, to, to Merrick Garland right now until proven wrong. And no, he, he isn't a, a, a complete fuckwad asshole like Bill Barr. Thank God. Thank God. He is. Okay. He's not, he's not that guy willing to, 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 to break and bend every rule to get the outcome that uh, he supposedly might want um with the guidance of a president telling him what to do, which is not happening now, as opposed to what Bill Barr was doing, which is, I mean, we certainly forget that it wasn't much more than a year ago that a thousand times we kept hearing Bill Barr is the attorney general of the United States. He's supposed to represent 
the United States, the people of the United States, and he's Donald Trump's personal lawyer. How many right. times do we hear that? Yeah, all right. Do you ever hear that about Merrick Garland? The no, answer is no, no, because he's not that guy. And yeah, you know, this is what at one level we want, but at another level, it's it's frustrating with someone who, who really does play by the rules because well, we know the other guys don't and we know and we, well, that's we the weirdness it. of it it's, it's like the the other thing was so normalized being inhumane and inhuman and being just a, a flack for the president was normalized so much it's almost kind of weird to see somebody doing it oh you're doing it the right way the way it's supposed to be done and i understand people are, are impatient i do get it but merrick garland was not built for social media tiktok fast food world he's not that guy you're not going to order the big mac drive around he's going to have it for you steaming hot to throw that that's not what merrick garland does but he it's unfortunate that he had to make that press conference and go look guys i promise you that i'm on this i swear to god it's just going to take a little while but you know i i've got faith in this guy i do want to well, talk about one other thing um there was this article by Ashley Babbitt that's been out. This is written by a guy who grew up about, oh, 45 miles from where I'm sitting as of right now, Michael Biesecker for the Associated Press. Ashley Babbitt, a martyr. Her past tells a more complex story. Ever tell you the story about how I yelled at Michael Biesecker in my house last time the Raiders were in the Super Bowl? I, I remember you told me the story, but of course, I don't remember the story. It was, and by the I way, to, yeah. I, I hate to circle back to something you said earlier, but yes, you are in a cult. The L.A. Raiders cult. <laughs> it's, it's, you're still two cities behind. Well, they won a championship in L.A., so I guess I'll take oh, it. Did I say L.A.? I meant L.V. <laughs> L.V. Sunday night, winning in. So the story is is very, very good. Um, a couple of, of salient points about Ashley Babbitt, who is being martyrized and memorialized and hand-wrung and all this other shit today. There's a great story that this woman – apparently they lived uh, just outside of D.C., at one point in time, she and her then husband. And there was another woman who was with her boyfriend. Ashley started having an affair with the boyfriend of this woman. So this woman got upset, calls Ashley's husband at the time, says, hey, this is going on. I think you should know that she's fucking my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. At one point in time, Ashley Babbitt finds this woman on the interstate, passing by her, turns her SUV around, goes down the highway, rear ends this woman, bumps her off the road. The woman has to call 911 as Ashley tries to go up to the window and threaten her. So this 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 is the kind of woman that Ashley Babbitt is. I'd also like to point out Ashley Babbitt's attorney, and I saw the guy's name and I can't remember it now, but he's in the greater D.C. area and he's pretty well recognized. I think he's argued before the Supreme Court. His argument, and he's he's thinking very hard, Brad, very hard about filing a lawsuit against the Capitol Police. Or, and hear me out, he's going to milk a lot of this crowdfund money and then just pocket it and not do shit. I, you know, it's one of those two things. His argument is, and you've seen how she died. I've seen, you can see the snuff film in any number of forms. I don't have to tell you where to go get it again. This audience is too smart for me to explain that. If the Capitol Police would have just explained to her that she needed to stop Ashley's experience as a veteran, she would have followed their orders, Brad. This is literally Stop. the argument that her Stop. attorney is making. I'm telling you, this is what the man who is representing the family of Ashley Babbitt has said. As a veteran, she would have followed orders, would have stood down, and would have gone and got a Frosty. 
Well, I mean, that's so transparently stupid. It's too stupid to talk about since the uh, percentage of military veterans of those 700, I believe, is uh, upwards of 10 to 12 percent, which, uh, as you know, is way out of proportion of the number of you know the people who serve in the military in this country. It's Very just important. It's way out of proportion. Very Apparently, they didn't, they didn't listen to uh, someone uh, giving orders to try to not overthrow the government. And when they took their oath to the Constitution, when they were sworn in in the uh, military, they didn't pay attention to that. All right, let's. Here's here's. Uh, okay, you'll like this. Now you won't like this. This is actually horrible. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer said today, Thursday, that one of the Capitol rioters reportedly made anti-Semitic remarks against him while pursuing his Shock. goals in the uh, January 16th direction. I was within 30 feet of these nasty, racist, bigoted insurrectionists, said Schumer. Had someone had a gun, had two of them blocked off the door, who knows what would have happened. I was told later that one of them reportedly said, there's the big Jew. Let's get him. He's not that big. Uh, well, first of all, and I was I was checking this out. You're right. You know who the big Jew is? It's Brad Garrett. Okay. Brad Garrett, Brad big Garrett is... He's six foot eight. That's a big Jew. That's a big Jew. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was waiting. To, I was waiting to, to spring that one on you. I knew you'd sure. like it. Sure. Like it. Uh, hey, I got I got a good one here. Uh, how about a Betty White? A Betty White fake quote. Have you oh, heard great. this one? Uh, we're we're taking the Betty White challenge. If you haven't seen it, you're supposed to donate money to your favorite Humane Society animal shelter thing. I think it's on the 15th or something, whatever her birthday was supposed to be. Yeah, go ahead. What's your favorite fake Betty White quote? The the fake Betty White quote is, uh, in effect, about a week before she died, she allegedly said, I just got boosted. So the anti-vaxxers yeah. are trying to make the case that she died from the coronavirus vaccine, which, again, it's, it's too stupid to talk about. It's too stupid to talk about someone who's 99, almost 100, uh, dying, even if it was true that she actually did get vaccinated with the booster that late. And as you know, people who have brains, and she had brains, Mom, I'm just guessing she didn't wait all these months to get that third shot. I'm just guessing yeah. that. But let's pretend, let's pretend yeah. that it is it killed true. her. Right. People at that age tend to at some point just die. Okay. But it doesn't matter because they grab anything, they make up anything to justify opposition. To getting vaccinated and and i have to tell you something as crazy as this story is when i'm 99 not getting any booster shots for any vaccines for any well, virus okay you show them yeah one. you show them you, you you show them who's boss on that one yeah uh, yeah <laughs> there is some news from this day they interviewed uh, stephanie grisham who was there toward the end of the uh, administration she actually resigned i believe on january the 6th because she was horrified at what she saw 
Uh, Trump gleefully watched the Capitol attack on TV, hitting rewind. He enjoyed it so much. That's what she was telling the folks on CNN. Stephanie Grisham has also said that she cooperated fully and completely with right. the January 6th committee. Right. She's she's that last press secretary who Trump would never allow to give a press conference. OK, that's the right. She one, never yes. did a daily press briefing. She ne you never heard a word out of her. But that part. Where she describes Trump sitting there with a remote control, rolling it back like he's watching uh, the, the greatest touchdown pass ever thrown by uh, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, look at Aaron Rodgers. He threw 180 yards. Fuck, let me watch it again. He's watching this and bragging about the fact and thrilled that people are willing to commit violence on his behalf over right. and over and over again. And as we know, this is just an iron law of Trump. Every story like this not only is always proven true, uh. but it sometimes even undersells how horrible whatever is being described actually was. So uh, no reason to doubt that, that Trump is so perverse and it would bolster the the fact that, that he did nothing for three hours. Because as you know, when you're really into a show, okay, and you're rewinding it, you're looking at time doesn't matter, right? You, mm -hmm. you don't even know how long it's going on. It is like being at Vegas at the blackjack table. You can be there for six hours and you don't even, th you think you just got there. Trump was having such a good time that yeah, it's kind of not his fault that he didn't pick up the phone or answer messages or allow his stupid daughter to convince him to do something. It, it wasn't his fault. Wouldn't it be TV great if you could? Great. Wouldn't it be great, great if you could subpoena the records and like show how many times he hit the rewind button and shit? You know, if you could go to the whatever cable company or TiVo or whatever it is, and just if you could see he hit the rewind button 163 times in a three-hour period, that would be wonderful if they could subpoena that shit. I would well, love I to. See I don't that. know whether that whether they keep. Whether those records oh, I'd exist, love to how many see that. people rewind shit. But it would be that's one of those we don't know if it's true, but we hope it is. I think they got <laughs> records of. I think they got records of who farted in the White House uh, at what particular time and how long it lasted. Uh, did, so so wait, know, did you see? Did you see which Republicans showed up today for uh, for Biden's and and uh, and for Kamala? Two Republicans. Ready? Liz yeah, Cheney, of course. Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney, and Dick Cheney. Wow. And uh, all the Democrats there were completely, of course, absolutely gracious to Dick Cheney, which it's so funny because one of the taunts and one of the insults today that, that runs through every Republican who's trying to fucking answer Joe Biden and Kamala Harris today, number one is, they politicized January 6th. They, 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 they politicized it for, for their own gain. And this is another one. Joe Biden promised to unify the country. That speech was all nastiness. There wasn't one bit of trying to bring the country together. All right. So here, isn't this ironic that it happened today in Washington, not inadvertently, but kind of accidentally, because Dick Cheney, let's face it, he was Darth Vader to most Democrats. In the, but Very on much. this day, like his daughter and... You know, uh, this doesn't rehabilitate everything Dick Cheney ever said, but God damn it, fucking hats off to him to, to make the statement to show up today at this moment. I mean, uh, that's a classy move.
It's a classy bring, move. Brings and, us to the Wall Street Journal piece written by Carl Rove today, who is blasting Republicans trying to turn the tables. How would you feel if this thing was was turned around? What if Democrats oh, were the ones who stormed the God. Capitol? I mean, fucking Carl Rove is, gro- is growing a conscience. It's it's unbelievable what's happening. I want I, w- I do want to go back to what you said when you talked about the the folks who the number of folks who have been arrested who are in the military, because if you look at other nations that have had democracy overthrown and the will of the people subverted, um, it's always the people who kind of are able to get the military to go along with it, right? The guys with the guns. And while it didn't happen in 2020. There still is a pernicious cancer that's running through our military that supports this stuff. We don't know how many of these people are doing it. It also apparently exists in some police departments and some other law enforcement. So we have to be, again, the the, the ultimate lesson of all this is, is it's not over because these guys could easily take another run at this shit at some point. They may not be the grand event. Um, but you've seen some of the warnings from the FBI and from others this week that, yeah, these these cells are still awake and alive and still planning shit. So it's always the people, whether it's the Sudan or whatever you want to talk about, if you get and you're able to kind of get the guys with the guns on your side, that was one of the, the great things about 2020 and early in 2021 was that there were folks that were associated with the military and high ranking. They said, this is a no sale. We are not going to interfere in this election. We will not draw our guns to keep Donald Trump in office. That's not going to happen. Um, but right, you don't but, but, know. You know, you know <laughs> but you know what the issue is? It, it might not even be. It's not likely that we're ever going to have a classic uh, Latin American style military coup of the army. or that's not, But you do have all these veterans who are yeah. out there, millions of, of veterans who have the training mm-hmm. and many of whom have the weaponry. So yeah, we've, we, we've got that issue that, 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 that on the surface, yeah, we're not those banana republics, but on the other hand, we're kind of those banana republics emeritus, okay? We mm-hmm. have all these, these uh, uh, former people who are, are ready to, uh, to, to jump in there, including, by the way, Military hero uh, Madison Cawthorn, who is of course in the Congress now, he uh, uh, served honorably so for how many years? How, and he he oh. went to the uh, to, to West Point, didn't he? Didn't he? Uh, I saw him. He went to West Asheville. I think is where he went. Uh, West Asheville High. <laughs> I think he. And of course, Madison Cawthorn, our hearts go out to him. He's going through a very difficult divorce. So I want you to pray for him. Okay. I want you to pray for him. It's very very D i b o r c e for him. <laughs> We were talking before we got started uh, way, about it. When we get through all this important stuff, I do have the most fun story of the day, and and it's a good one. And and thank God it does uh, involve a Republican doing something stupid, but it has nothing to do with politics itself. So it, it's in a special category. Go ahead. When you and I got started, we were talking about how Fox News is really attempting to talk about anything but the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Um sure. I was watching, I erased a few brain cells by watching a couple of minutes of outnumbered, boy, this, this, this Macron stuff with Macron going after the, uh, the unvaccinated is really troubling to the outnumbered guys. They're very upset about this, Brad. Right. Right. Because, uh, uh, as always, it's, it's very important that we follow domestic news in France. Cause that's kind of really what that is, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of, you know, 
but I don't give a I don't give a shit about this. This and distract. Yeah, this is what they do. This 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 is this is Fox News. We don't give a shit about Europe. Oh wait a minute, hang on. Macron said something, and by the way, Tucker Carlson is going to spend a week in Hungary. But we don't we don't give a shit about Europe at all. Fuck Europe, right? That's 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 the Fox News mantra. They're trying to do anything that they can. Uh, the the Chicago Teachers Union is troubling to the to the Fox News people. Very upset about that. The revoking of uh, cash bail in New York City, very upsetting to the Fox News people. I want you to turn your attention because I, I ran into a little bit of this myself. This is the front of the uh, foxnews.com. A little history yeah. lesson. Kamala Harris doesn't get history. The vice president has described the Capitol riot alongside infamous attacks on America that killed thousands. Now, uh, again, it's not... Britt, a- Brit, hang on. I got to go buy some homogenized milk to the... <laughs> Can, can you homogenize the story anymore, Fox? Can, can well, you... <laughs> I put on my Facebook page that I believe that January the 6th, 2021, and September the 11th of 2001, two events that should be me- memorialized, commemorated, with the same gravity. And, of course, most people were going along with it. I did have a couple of assholes who were like, Ooh, 3,000 people died on 2,000. Not the point. Because I believe on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, only one guy died. It was only it was only one casualty. Why are you making a big deal about that whole situation? So yes, Kamala Harris. This is this is how they get away with some sort of coverage. Is we're going to wring our hands and be upset about uh, Kamala Harris uh, getting it completely wrong, Brad, and how she's defiling the memories of thousands of Americans, Brad. <laughs> You're still muted. it's not even that it's just forget the details of what they're saying about it's the idea that you know they're they're intentionally off point off base and i think you do have to approach this with the idea that that whoever it is in your family your brother your trump friend your trump employee your trump neighbor has not seen the videos of the violence the hours and hours of basically war footage it's war yeah, footage it is right um they are not exposed to that they haven't been and they're not interested in seeing it why should they uh because if they do see it it will be the edited version that show people walking up the stairs the people looking around taking a few pictures All inside right. the Apple saying the day. pledge of allegiance and shit like that right. Yeah. Right, right. That's what they will see. And uh, you, you just have to take that into consideration that these people have been, they have been brainwashed mm. and they are in in full ignorance, let alone denial of what happened. Or they are in full knowledge of what happened and they're lying. So I'm not quite sure which is worse. I don't. I don't know which is worse. To be fair, uh, I, I want to be completely fair. There are a number of people who have been lifelong Republicans who saw the freak show on January the sixth and were disgusted, and there were some who saw it and then saw the minimization uh, and the dismissal over the next year who were disgusted and have said, "I'm I'm not with that. That's not okay." Right. There have been some people. The answer, like that. but what what did they do? Yeah. What have they done? And and That's a fair. year later. You know, we're about uh, uh, 11 months past the the uh, temporary headline of 
corporate America has said, we can't stand by and allow this to, we're not going to be funding the Republic, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Atlanta, but all, all at your own. Yeah. You know how long that lasted? About a minute. And they're yeah. all sending money now to Republicans and the Republican National Committee. They're back. So uh, the, the fact that we're, we're trying to fight business as usual because we have a whole segment of the country, a whole segment of the media completely invested in trying to bury this moment. They want to turn it into what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921 they want it to be like that maybe a hundred years from now we'll let people revisit it and find out what really happened but Mm -hmm. other than that no one is to say a word about it and we're going to lie about and by the way well i'm going to put this one out there let's see if i'm right we'll know eventually one person and you know they've talked to what over 300 people they've said Mm -hmm. you know forget the two that that won't cooperate mark meadows and, and bannon fuck them but they've had high-level cooperation. They may get it here from Mike Pence soon enough. God bless um, him. Um, but uh, um, the one name you have not heard, Kellyanne. I yeah. believe that she talked, and she's keeping quiet about it. No one knows. And I believe you want to talk about a, a, a Hollywood ending. That'd be to pretty that interesting story with but between her husband, who has been completely one of the best people yeah. in, in taking apart Trumpism, the lies and the rest. Uh, they have the problem with the daughter. And here's <laughs> Kellyanne, who, of course, yeah. invented the phrase alternative facts live on TV with Chuck Todd on That's NBC right. early in the administration. That That's one lives right. on forever. That's right up there with uh, with Stephen Colbert's. Uh, a truthiness, truthiness right? yeah truthiness. right um, the fact-based community that's another that's that was a donald rumsfeld i believe right right but the fact that you have not heard a word from her she hasn't appeared anywhere i think she went in through the back door one day and talked and talked and talked and she knows everything and for kellyanne what would be the downside for that because it completely redeems her with mm. really the important part of America, us, we count, they don't. Uh, she's gotten everything out of being a, a, a conservative bullshit artist that she can ever get. Does she and need to keep working though? Does she need, does she need to keep working with like some no, of these she's, crazy no, she's so, They're so fucking rich. Okay. It's not even funny. They're well, totally rich. Good. Okay. They're totally rich. She doesn't need the money. And by the way, the book she would write would be, a biggie she'd get plenty of money just for writing a book but this also would i think of course and as you know i'm an expert in this save their marriage it would uh <laughs> and, and and so the movie script that you get out of this is just it's shakespearean is it not if if she is the one or one of many who helped speak. the yeah. the uh the congress and maybe even the fbi at this point and the justice department put together the timeline because you know she was in the room where it happened just about all the time from what i gather right mm-hmm. she was never she was never on the outs she's mm-hmm. one of the few people that never you heard was 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 on the outs with with trump right i think she left voluntarily for a couple months right you know to 
to, to, I don't know, attend to her kid, but she came right so, back. It was never, yeah. it was never a, a Trump trashing her kind of thing. And then uh, even mm. people he trashes come back. So the rest uh, of that front page, at, the rest right. of that front page at foxnews.com, it's hard to read, but uh, we got some re- big square off in those Georgia Senate seats of Trump fires back against Biden's criticism. Oh, we have a Joe Exotic story. And, right. uh, and Antonio Brown, because we've got video of a black guy freaking out to uh, to really scare the shit out of our 86 year old uh, women who are watching Fox News. All right, so that that leads us that leads us to to fun and games here. At the end, here we go. Dateline, Tennessee. Hello. One of the big Republicans in the state of Tennessee is apologizing for his completely stupid behavior at his son's high school basketball game earlier in the week, which included trying to pull down the ref's pants. So think of the Harlem Globetrotters. Think of how many times Meadowlark Lemon would do that. That was one of their standard bits, right? Pulling down the other guy's pants. The name of the referee was Paul Pendleton. The attempted pantsing happened near the end of the third quarter. Both teams got a foul for unsportsmanlike conduct. According to the report, Mr. Pendleton has filed with the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association uh, some charges. Representative Jeremy Faison is the name of the guy. He was ordered to get the fuck out of the gym after he came down from the stands and tried to uh, pants the the referee. Uh and it didn't oh, even work. It, it, I think that's even, enough. You, you you got enough there. It didn't you? even work. He was feckless. The guy wasn't even good. At, you know, he wasn't even good at his resurrection of the. He didn't try to when he was freeing the wiener or whatever he was doing there. He is a caucus chair in the Tennessee House of Representatives. He said he did act the fool and hoped to make it right. How do you make this right? What buy the guy more pants? Here's what I'm gonna do. Right. I'm gonna go so out you, there and you, thought, you, you. I'm gonna go I out there in front of everybody. I, I want you to pants me, okay? That's so, how we're gonna fix it. For years, I thought how wrong it was when a parent loses their temper at a sporting event. It's not Christian, and it's not mature. No, don't fucking bring Christianity into this. Jeez, God, hey, let me let me ask you something. Who would Jesus pants? Huh? 